Overcast tonight, patches of fog, some scattered showers possible. Scattered too for the morning tomorrow. By midday Tuesday, overcast skies still mild. Becoming likely will be under a round or two at least of some shower or thunderstorm activity. Tuesday afternoon into Tuesday night, 70s tomorrow. By Wednesday, things are clearing out. We're back under sunshine and cooler for the afternoon behind the next cold front. 60s Wednesday, colder yet, 50s for the highs under sunny skies on Thursday. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Hey, welcome back. It's time for another every come on in walk and watch us do it. Installment of the food show. It's time for another every bit of it. It's it's the uh, it's the everything radio on the air or something like that. What it's did we start? The food show. The food show's been the food on show, for yeah. How, how hard years, can you make it? Almost. Mary Lee up. is here. Coming up in July. In July. 33 years. Tom will have been talking about food nonstop for mm-hmm. 33 years. Wow, that's a long time. I'll bet. Very long time. A lot of things have come and gone since then. Some <laughs> things remain. Things like Antoine's. Grand Dames, mm-hmm. Brennan's, all those places remain. Um, one that has not remained is um, Iris. Iris. Which is a restaurant that I loved. Do you no. remember Iris? I remember Iris as being a... a, a it opened in a, 2006. A Patricia, I mean, a, a, a Mardi Gras. Uh, oh, that's a parade, yeah. yeah. Uh, it opened in 2006 in that little house on Jeanette Street, mm-hmm. which is now Boucherie. Boucherie. And Iris was opened by Ian Schnabelin and Laurie Casbon. Boy, you're making this hard. Schnabelai? Yes. <laughs> not that I, I mind, but it's But anyway, these are two very good restaurateurs. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and they had they've bounced around a bit, which is too bad because Iris was a really great little place. And then they moved from there, and Boucherie moved in. It's kind of hard. It's almost like you have to. It's a like a chessboard. Mm-hmm. But Boucherie moved in, and then Boucherie moved out and moved into a place on Carrollton that used to be that Spanish restaurant that I can't remember right now, but was really kind of cool with the flamingo dancers. And then Boucherie moved back to the space on Jeanette that was Iris. But Iris is what I want to talk about right now because they opened in 2006 for the first time and they moved after that, sometime after that, to that adorable little space in the, what was the name of that hotel? It's between Decatur 1 and 2, I call it. Where, where Decatur splits and the hotel is right there, right by Evangeline. Anyway, it is a 
very small, narrow hotel. You sort of drive under it. Boy, we hardly have a And there's a shortage pool of them. that's tiny. And the space was first occupied at that, at that hotel by um, Andrea with Anna Capri. He was there? He was briefly there with Anna Capri. Remember when he opened that second location and he called it Anna Capri after uh-huh. his true birthplace? Because that's him. Capri is Capri, and then Anna Capri is the top of the mountain, mm-hmm. and that's where Andre is actually from. That's where he and got his creed. Yeah, so he 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 opened up Anna Capri. And then he didn't stay open there very long. And then Iris moved in briefly, and they didn't stay open very long. And then that Barry's, wait, what's the name of that place? I love the name of the place. Latitude 29 moved in and has lasted longer in that space, that cute little space. They've lasted longer there than anybody has in that space in that hotel hmm. wow. and i believe it's coming up that on seven years that they've been there and i you know it's barry something or another i'm gonna have to look it up but it's latitude 29 and the schnabelin casbon uh duo opened marisa after iris and then disappeared from the scene if anyone knows where ian schnabelin and Lori casbon are Give us a call because Marisa was a good restaurant. And Marisa, when they closed, it became Babs. Bywater American Bistro with Nina Compton. What oh, you're, uh, if, if I may ask uh, a little, uh, you're mo- really moving the neighborhood here with uh, it's like a bunch of. You have to kind of watch and see who's jumping over who and what. Yeah, but that's. Uh, that is the story on Iris. They opened, they closed. They opened, they closed. Hmm. Then well, they that's opened not. Marisa and they closed, and then I don't know what happened. Where? To it. I, I, what was the name of that one again? Iris. Today, the Iris? reason we're talking about Iris is that they opened today in two thousand six. Hmm. Do you realize that is fourteen? Going to be fifteen years this year. Wow, that's hard to believe. It is 15 mm. years. That is 15 years. Yeah. I'll say. So, wow. Anyway, that's just a little bit from your almanac, which is what we use the blueprint for the show. I'm Marianne, the wife. Tom is with me. We're talking food, as we always do, from 2 to 4 on weekdays. Who's that? We have a guest today at 3 o'clock. 3 at 3 o'clock? Sarah Rieger is going to join us at 3 o'clock. She mm-hmm. is, along with her husband, proprietors of Rieger's on the Trace, which is an adorable little place with really good food. And again, it's on the North Shore because we kind of hang close to home now. And um, and the, the Trace over here is a place that... Um, that a lot of people use for recreation. The trailheads are used for um, family events like um, concerts, not so much right now, obviously. Farmer's market there. And then right across the parking lot is this little place that turned up. And when I say little, I mean little, like the seating is a counter at the window 
and then it goes for a little bit, and then there are maybe five other tables, and then picnic tables outside. But these are two very experienced restaurateurs. I don't remember which one of them is from here and which one is from Canada, which is where they were for 12 years before moving down here. So we'll find that out when we talk to Sarah Rieger at 3 o'clock. We would love to talk to you if you want to call us. Phone number is 556-9696. We had two interesting dining experiences over the weekend. There's plenty of it to be excused. Yes, I left my first Some of my oldest tip over the and best restaurants are Unga Antusia. What's that? He, uh, he is, for a very long time, at a, uh, in New Orleans, uh, in an umbrella. I'm not an umbrella. <laughs> in a, in a uh, mm-hmm. yeah, for, yeah mm-hmm. for places to put this stuff. Yeah. But uh, Chef Hunter. Oh, and, Gunter. Gunter. I'm sorry. Did I mess that up? <laughs> you said, I'm going to see it. I'm thinking, Chef Gunter. what? He I'm and let a, that go. Okay. Obviously, a, a German... Uh, person but we called with, him because we want to get him on the show. He called us Friday. Yeah. That was really nice. And uh, and we would love to talk to him. So, Gunter, call us. We want to talk to you. We want to set that up. And he had a... We uh, also called... A restaurant. He also had a restaurant had right a there in, that went all over the immediate vicinity of where they're... He uh, had a bunch po- of restaurants. He did, and and everybody, life, a lot of career. interesting dishes, mm-hmm. and we haven't. He's been retired for at least. Well, not really, he's been he's been working. I was surprised well, that he's been uh, working. I he, mean, he is and he isn't. He's been working for Dickie Brennan on a consulting sort of basis. Yeah. They were doing that for a not, while. He's not doing that at all anymore. But anyway, yeah, we're going to talk to Gunther. We also called Jerry. Uh, Jerry, Jerry, where's Jerry? from the Chop House. I, the I Top never, House? Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, I, I want to say Greenbaum is his name. Mm-hmm. And um, he is also the owner now of the space that was the Bonton. And I called to see if he'll call us and give us an update on what's happening on the Bonton because something is there is a container out front, a dumpster, and stuff is in it. So we want to know how that's coming along. It's not a great time to be starting restaurants, although some people have started them and they're doing very well. So, you know, Danny over at Cava Bistro is doing exceptionally well, and he started in, in 2020. So, you know, there are ways to do it. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We're going to take a break. We'll yep. be right back. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville, 985-845-2348. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. 
Yes, indeed. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. We had two interesting dining experiences over the weekend. I'm going to talk about one of them and say where it was. And I'm going to talk about the other one and not say where it was. And astute listeners will be able to put this together over a period of time. But I want to make it clear that the restaurant that I'm going to talk about and name is not the restaurant that I left the $10 tip in. Not the $10 tip, the 10% tip. I've never done that before. But the service, <laughs> the service was absurd. It was absurd. It was absurd. Mary Lee was with something. us and she said, <laughs> she said, She's so funny. Um, it, she was making a play on the name of the restaurant, but she also said, I get it. You come and sit at the table for lunch, mm. but you're really ordering dinner. Well, that's what I'll be doing with my dinner. We were there for three, as in three hours. And it's a good thing it was lovely to be there, but it was pretty pretty it was it was uncharted territory it was unprecedented i have never had a dining experience quite as amusing as that and you know what i want to talk about today i want to throw this out if you have a problem at the table how do you want the problem handled? And if you've had a problem and it was handled to your satisfaction, I'm sure that that's satisfactory. If it's not handled to your satisfaction, what would you have wanted different about the experience? I'll give you an example. We went to Two Jacks on opening night and we ordered a course that did not come until two other courses came and the course that was missing was the first course. And then I inquired about the first course because we really did want it and um, the waiter was really embarrassed and took 20% off the bill right there. We didn't ask for it. It was just like, bam, done. And I thought that was really a great way to handle what was honestly a an opening night mistake. I mean, we weren't upset about it because it was opening night. So, you know, these things happen. But I thought it was very generous and extremely um, good PR for him to do that. We had an experience like that yesterday, and I didn't ask for anything, but the item that never did uh -huh. arrive was uh, the only thing that was removed from the bill. And that was not the only problem. I mean, if you're going to eat casual food 
and you're there for three, I'm not joking, three hours, that bill should have been comp totally. And I was, uh, I was just kind of curious to see how they were going to, how they were going to handle it. Anyway, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was hilarious is the word for it. Did, did Henry say we have a caller? You sound like, do we have a caller? We do. Let's go to Don. Well, hello. How are you? We're hello. We are all how about you? here. We're doing well in this gloomy looking day. Uh-huh. Actually, so it was I'm blustery not... and I liked it earlier. I enjoyed it oh, earlier. It was warm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> January, it shouldn't be warm. But oh, no, it should if it's been cold for a month. It, it should be warm. I'm delighted with the warm weather. Go ahead. Where, what restaurant are you talking? I was listening on the uh, internet, and it, it dropped off for whatever reason. What okay. restaurant did you sit in for three hours? I can't say. I'm not going to say. Oh, oh, you're not. I'm not going to say, but if you're an astute <clears throat> listener, over the course of the next I, I, couple of weeks, you will be able to put it together. Got you. Well, I would not sit, sit anywhere for three hours, but... Uh, well, you would if it was as pleasant as it was. It was outdoors. It was pleasant, but uh, but and, and it was it was actually comical. It became comical. We we started making bets on whether we might eat before dinner time. It was pretty funny. Nice, nice. <laughs> oh, so we of course had another eating weekend. Naturally, of course you did. Of course you did. So. Friday was Santa Fe, which is always delicious. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did something different for lunch. We had uh, Zoe was with us, and um, we took them to lunch. We went to Frankie and Johnny's, where I have not been in ah. quite some time. Mm-hmm. And I ordered something I would never typically order. I ordered chicken and sausage gumbo, only because my wife does not allow me to make it because she thinks gumbo can only be made with seafood. Oh. <laughs> Just crazy. But anyway, whatever. Okay. So I got that, and I ordered, that's all I ordered, and I ordered a bowl. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like $10 mm-hmm. for the largest bowl of chicken and sausage gumbo. It, like, it wouldn't go anywhere. It was absolutely delicious. It was okay. filled with undewy, shredded chicken. But, you know, the server came back, and I'm looking at it. I said, do you not like it? I said, I love it. I said, but... I, I keep eating it, but it's still here. It's just <laughs> so that was a surprise. And um, I tell you, they had some fried shrimp that hit the table that looked absolutely beautiful. No grease. They were per- every everybody loved everything. It was really very good. Very good. Good. Was it busy? <clears throat> yes. Yes. Good. Very good. All very right. busy. Okay. Desi Vega, of course, always fantastic. Mm-hmm. Not a bad thing yes. to say ever. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday. Um, one of, one of my friends called me and, um, I said, you know what? So what are you doing? He said, I, I said, why don't y'all come over? He said, so we start talking and he says, you know what? It's just, it's just us. Why don't you come over to the house and we'll go to the grocery and let's cook like every two weeks we're going to get together and we're going to cook a family dish from one of our families and write down the recipe, sample it so we can keep these things going on. I love so that idea. He was always crazy about my grandmother's uh, red gravy. So we went to Dornax, got everything we needed, headed back, made a little light salad for lunch with some grilled shrimp, which was delicious. And we set out to make the gravy and uh, had this big, huge 
14 quart uh, La Crescette. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to get yelled at. I probably didn't say that right. But um, pot, and it mm-hmm. simmered all day, and it was just delicious. We went through a, a copious amount of wine just mm-hmm. talking, and it, it, it was really very nice. That yeah. sounds time. wonderful. You can really eat in that place. It's terrific. The food is, the, the drinks, the wines. You can they really have a great eat in that place. He's pepper. talking about his house, and he great. does a lot of eating. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell well, you. This was uh, actually at my friend's house. Sherry, but, anything. Uh, oh, at his house. Oh, okay. And, okay. and he, well, he's got this gorgeous, the house is just, it's in Metairie Country. It is the first house off of Metairie Country Club itself. So it's, it's mm. gorgeous. It's absolutely mm. gorgeous. So we, had, we just had a great time, and we did the smart thing. He picked us up from the house, which allowed us to Uber back because we knew that we started at 11, and we didn't leave there till 8. So it was a long time. Oh, my goodness. Fabulous. <laughs> it's yeah, great it to have friends that you love that much. That's wonderful. Oh, yeah. But, you know, that's a great idea. If, you, if you're it looking is. for something to do, you know, and it was such a great – just I want to learn how to cook your grandmother's gravy. I said, well, that's awesome. I love it. You know? And, and, and she did what Tom said. She watched. They both watched everything I did, and they wrote it down. So. All right. Now, when you host him at your house, what is what is the recipe that you're going to cook from his family? I don't know yet. We started talking about that, and we never really narrowed it down to anything. Mm-hmm. Now he's famous yeah. for this. He's famous for chili. He does a chili mm. that is supposed okay. to be phenomenal. And he uses, um, uh, oh, what is it? Not, it? It's some kind of, I don't know which, it's steak. I don't know which cut of steak it is. Okay. So I think that'll be the next thing we do before it gets too warm. Okay. Now, if, if you <clears throat> do the chili, I want <clears throat> you to send me that recipe if he's willing to share it. Oh, he's, he would definitely be willing to share it. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Absolutely. Good. I'd be happy to do that. Okay. Sounds so, good. Just, just an idea for some folks out there if they're looking yeah, for something to do on Sunday. It's pretty cool. It's so. a great idea. How's your how's your goat boards going? I, I've I've really mastered it. I'm good. I, I don't need anybody anymore. I'm done. I see that. I, I, I can that. do it. And then those were, those were with just a few things that I had hanging around. Uh-huh. So if I really okay. wanted to jazz it up and go out and perp, you know look for something, I'm sure it would look even better. It looks really good. You well, we got we got all. We got in all kind of trouble with the uh, with the associations. I don't. I don't think we'll be having. We'll be. Apparently, we're noisy at one o'clock. Don't you morning. worry; they'll show anyway. it to you. <laughs> <laughs> we were told. I'm we were so noisy. glad I don't live someplace where there's an association. But there are always the kind of people who should be in associations, no matter where you are. Well, well, here's 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 the kicker. I'm the president of the association. Hey. <laughs> Careful, you might be impeached. I would be. I would be happy to be impeached. It is. It is the most thankless job you you could ever imagine. (laughs) I'll bet you would. Please impeach. Oh gosh. All All right, right, guys. Will you take care? Take care. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. See you next time. 556969 According to Food and Wine magazine and their legion of fans, which is why they are 
in Food and Wine magazine as one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time. Today's edible dictionary word is pasta fajoul, which isn't really anything but slang. It is the Italian-American slang word for, it's kind of like brajola. Brajola. Uh, for Barcelona, for Barcelona. So this is pasta fajoul is actually the slang word for pasta fagiole, which is pasta and beans. It's a soup made with small pasta tubes and various beans, all cooked down with herbs in a stock. It's not customarily made with meats, although it can be. Pasta fagioli has the reputation of being the cheapest dish on an Italian menu and the kind of thing that a poor Italian immigrant might eat. This is doubly unfair because a well-made pasta fagioli is quite delicious and certainly healthful fare, despite its inexpensive provenance. You hear the expression pasta fagiol mostly in old movies these days. Andrea has a really good pasta fagioli soup. Don't you think? It's better than it used to be. Pasta Popcorn's... fagioli. Oh, and yeah. Also, Italian wedding soup. Much bigger these, these are days. Two Italian soups that are underrepresented. And when you see them, you should get them because they're really, really delicious. I uh, don't uh -oh. really know what oh. Italian wedding soup is made of, but I think there are meatballs in it. But it's, it's really, really good. And pasta fagioli is. Excellent. I don't have it very often. I've had it a couple of times at Andrea's, but um, I would get it more often if I saw it, which I don't. 5569696 is the number. If you want to talk to us, we want to talk to you. I'm going to talk about an Italian restaurant. When we come back, we have a guest at three o'clock. That guest is Sarah Rieger from a little place on the North Shore called Rieger's on the Trace. We will be back after the bottom of the hour news time, just coming up right now. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Brooke Thorrington. State police are investigating the officer-involved shooting death of an alleged stabbing suspect at a Slidell gas station Sunday night. Trooper Jeremy Price says Slidell Police and St. Tammany Parish Sheriff's Office responded to the initial call of a stabbing. The shooting involving officers happened in the parking lot. Their encounters are all under investigation. The very preliminary. I know there's some unsubstantiated videos floating around. They, they ended up having to discharge their weapons, and they struck him, and he, he did die at the scene. A 15-year-old girl was stabbed in the Lake Charles Walmart Saturday night, and four girls ranging from ages 12 to 14 have been arrested. Calcasieu Parish Sheriff Tony Mancuso says this is the third homicide in six months in Calcasieu Parish that have involved juveniles. He says it will take more than law enforcement to end this cycle of children committing violent crimes. It's going to take parenting knowing where their kids are, what they're involved in, what they're doing. And I'm just pleading and urging to, for you to do that. The incident played out on social media. LRN. Tiger Rag. Can everyone hear me okay? Everyone listen up. We don't want anyone to panic. Okay, but there has been a COVID exposure here at the school. But that's not getting in the way of your 2019 National Championship Tigers. Football season is fast. Tiger Rag. Hungry for LSU sports news? I am starving. I just worked up a man-sized appetite. Tiger Rag Magazine is ready to serve. Here we go. Awesome. Tiger Rag. Tiger Rag is the Bible of LSU sports. All right, huddle up. Bring it in. Tiger Rag Magazine. Football, basketball, baseball, gymnastics, and so much more. Tiger Rag. Tiger Rag. Tiger Rag editor Ron Higgins and Tiger Rag 
assistant editor William Withers cover all things LSU sports and interview some of the best guests in the biz. I think we are underestimating. Celebrating your 2019 National Championship Tigers. Tiger Rag Magazine on newsstands and online at TigerRag.com. Tiger Rag. AOS Interior Environments are the largest design assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter, and that's why they've partnered with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge January 28th, Leo Nocentelli and George Porter Jr.'s Mardi Gras Show. February 5th, George Porter Jr. and February 12th, Soul Project. For more info on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com. AOS Interior Environments, where good design is good business. Find them on the web at thinkaos.com night and day you are the one yes indeed five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to us we're talking food that's all we do here on the food show we had a with two meals over the weekend one had exceptionally good food. I won't say, you know, exceptionally. No, it was pretty good. It was really pretty good. And hilariously absurd service. And the other had fine service and basically ordinary food. I won't say really ordinary. I would say just nothing special wasn't bad in any way, it just wasn't special. So I'll start with the one that we went to on Saturday night, which was a little Italian place that we haven't been to in years called Caesars Ristorante. Who's? <clears throat> Caesars. Caesars, Caesars, yeah. They were in Metairie, if Rist- I remember? No, Caesars no? Ristorante was always on the North Shore, one uh, in the space that is now Swansea near Mandina's, and now it's right by the bridge in what was the Sesame Inn. It is basic, ordinary Italian food, as it is represented in this country. We got crostini. I will say this, and I wrote all this for tomorrow, but I will say this. That bread is extraordinary. He makes his own filone. This is in Metairie now? No, this no. is um, Caesar's yet. Ristorante. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, it, it's, it's a rustic Italian yeast bread from Como, which is where he's from. I didn't realize uh, <clears throat> that uh, that's where he's from, but he's from he's from Como, Lake Como, and he came over to the table and chatted. This is a true mom and pop. Both mom and pop were in the kitchen cooking, and uh, the menu was the abbreviated 
sort of COVID menu. I don't remember if the menu was particularly large before. He had a good I business. Didn't. He well, had a really good business going in that space that was much larger. It's a strange you know coincidence. Trying to, I'm trying uh, we went there yesterday. Saturday. Sa Saturday. Yes, yeah, Saturday. I'm trying. And the we were looking over all the uh, the the bread, the bread, and all the other stuff. The bread has really been uh, at the top of their menu and always has been. It's it's scrumptious. That bread is. Oh, you know how sometimes you just you could sit down with a toasty, crusty bread and butter, and it's warm and it melts, or in this case, olive oil and Parmesan cheese. And it is so good that you just, you could just sit there and eat the whole loaf. And that's it. I mean, that would be it. Just delicious bread. His bread is that good. I've always thought that that bread was the best thing in the house and that it was among the best bread I've ever eaten anywhere. We were there for quite a while, and they, they're still making it completely from scratch. There's it's, nothing it's they do ahead of time. It's extraordinarily good. They it's make it themselves so in-house. So anyway, we start off with this appetizer. Tom wanted, he was looking at the crostini, which is, of course, made from that bread. And I thought, you know what? Okay, we'll get the... We'll get the mixed crostini, which is an appetizer of three different styles on the crostini. One was bruschetta, and one which was ordinary. And you know why it was ordinary? Because in order for bruschetta to be great, it's got to have great tomatoes. And if you're doing basic tomatoes from the store, I'm sorry, it's it's not going to be good. I feel like to make really good bruschetta, you have to get little um, cherry tomatoes or grape tomatoes and cut them in fours. And, and they have a lot more flavor than these things that are more pink than red unless you're ordering really premium tomatoes. So don't even bother with bruschetta if you're not using premium tomatoes. Anyway, it had Italian seasoning and had premium olive oil on it, but it was not great because the tomatoes. And then there was one that had tapenade on it. And to me, I, I've never met a tapenade I did not love except one place. And that was in Ireland, and maybe they don't know how to make tapenade there. Well, they'll figure it out but, one of these um, days. But this was not great tapenade, but there's no such thing as a not delicious tapenade. I mean, you know, it's olives. So, And then the third one was just peculiar. It was a brie, slice of brie. I think there were some little mushrooms on it. I think that um, there were pods, whole pods of garlic roasted and shaved Parmesan, all of that doused with 
aged balsamic vinegar. Too much. Did you think that was too much, Tom, on that thing? I thought it was way too much. Is this the, are we still on? The crostini. Yeah, the crostini. Uh-huh. Uh, they, they had a yeah. style of their own. It was a, a Well, the little, bread is, is killer. It was I mean, a little just, farmy, it's, such it's that you had to practically chisel good. your way into it. Well, that's 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 it, your thing, Tom. You don't like bread that's really, really tough, like hard. It's, it's, um, it's a workout for your teeth. That you said that before, not. you don't have the teeth for this. Well, if you have the teeth for it, it's really fun to eat I bread don't. like that. I don't if you have, have the teeth the for taste, it, it's fun to eat bread like good. that. So anyway, it was really, really good. And then Tom got a chicken piccata, and I got lasagna. And the lasagna was um, sort of too loose, not sort of too loose, very too loose. And he said that it was because he had a gigantic lasagna order and it was made right before he served it. So they didn't have time to really bake the way it should. So that was that was a little disappointing because I felt like eating lasagna. Also, I felt like eating a lasagna with red sauce and this was on me. It's underrated. Because it was described on the menu as red sauce and bechamel sauce, which combined in the way that it did, because it didn't sit for long, combined it turned into a rosa sauce, which I didn't like. I don't like rosa sauce particularly. I don't like impostados lasagna because it's a rosa sauce. I don't know why. I just have, I'm trying to think of any time I've ever had a rosa sauce where I said, boy, I really like this. Maybe there was, a, there was a tortellini dish in San Francisco one time. I like that at Flour and Water, but I think that was it. 5569696 is the number. If you want to talk to us, we want to talk to you. The piccata chicken was perfect, though. It was really, really sautéed perfectly. And that was it. That's the first time we've been to Caesars in, well, since they moved, which was four and a half years. So, uh, and we checked in and uh, I would just go and buy loaves of bread from him because that's how good I think the bread is. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Tom, you know what haggis is, right? Haggis. <laughs> you know, I, I haven't seen that word in a long time, and I can't say I do. Speaking what? of things in the United Kingdom, uh, the Scottish poet Robert Burns was born today in 1759. His most famous verses were the words to the new song, New Year's Eve song, Auld Lang Syne. But for our purposes, we note his poem, Ode to a Haggis. Haggis is a sausage like meatloaf made of parts of cattle and sheep you're better off not knowing about. It makes hogshead cheese look like filet mignon. That's a disturbing thought. I actually do I actually do like hogshead cheese almost as much as filet mignon. And hoghead cheese which, together. Which should give you an idea of what my tastes go to. What? And Tom? I think hogshead cheese that's good can really be great. The Terra Nova hogshead cheese is 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 on a plane all by itself. It's rather extraordinary. She doesn't make it, but um, she should. I don't know. Maybe they're making it again, but she told me the last time that they weren't making it right now. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Irish Coffee Day today. It is a shot of Irish whiskey and a float of whipped cream. 
it's not too terrible an idea on a cold evening. It's not all that great an idea either, which is why waiters rarely offer Irish coffee at the end of dinner the way they used to 20 or so years ago. It ruins both the coffee and the Irish whiskey. An older and better coffee and spirits drink is the New Orleans original Café Brulot. Café Brulot was actually invented at Antoine's in the late 1800s. It starts with a lemon peel, cloves, and cinnamon flamed in brandy. While it's burning, the waiter pours the stuff on the tablecloth where the blue flames burn harmlessly but dramatically. Then the coffee is added. A special rig evolved for Café Brulot involving a brass pan, pan holder held up by well-dressed demons and thin, tall cups for serving the potion. Café Brulot has become a universal end-of-dinner item in most of the traditional Grand Dame New Orleans restaurants and has spread well beyond its boundaries. The best version is at Arno's, where they stud an orange with cloves, cut the skin away from the fruit in a spiral. The waiter pours the flaming brandy down the spiral, which not only is quite a show, but brings the oils and the peel into play, adding flavor as well as making the room fragrant. Do you like Café Brulot? Café Brulot? Yeah. Uh, pretty well, and just this morning, I was looking over a recipe for it. It was in Is a, that right, really? Yeah, funny, if you're looking for a recipe, I have one that came from an old restaurant in... Uh -huh. uh, right but where it's in that place that that little uh, running late all the time whose name I can never remember the name of mm -hmm. it downtown right across the street. oh Maley's Ma yeah but it's, Bonton it's, you got it Bonton but anyway Bonton did Cafe Brulot of course they did yeah, it's, I it's hope Jerry Greenbaum calls us I hope he does all right Michael 75 is gonna have to hold on a minute we're gonna take a break five five six nine six nine six Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are seldom what they seem. True enough. True enough. Let's go to Michael 75. Hi, Michael. Hey, good night, everyone. Uh, yes. First, first of all, I want to uh, thank you for your the way you approach things so candidly. I can't stand people who uh, always have rose-colored glasses or the other way if they're always knocking things. But uh, I like your uh, your assessment of uh, restaurants, especially uh, Caesars, uh, in which you told us the truth about everything. I do the tell truth, the truth. The, I do tell the, the truth, and I the truth. I try to be balanced. I really do. Exactly. It's, the a, truth it's, shall it's set important. You free. 
And, and here That's what I was say, taught. Let me plead my case again for the Cole Porter songs. Uh, Tom says he doesn't like Cole yeah. Porter, but he sings <laughs> Night and Day. That's a big Cole Porter song. <laughs> he does like Night and Day. Tom, how do you, why do you say you don't like Cole Porter if you love Night and Day? He loves Night and oh. Day. That's one of my favorite. Uh, I know. Would you kind of think about heading toward the mic, Tom? He's about six feet away from it. The microphone, Tom. The microphone. Oh, yes. Well, you might want to tuck into it, it being a radio show and all. Okay. All right. Uh, we well, you get it. To, yeah, Michael75 wants to talk to you about singing another Cole Porter song. Hey, hey Tom. Do you want to? Huh? Do you want to sing another Cole Porter song? Tom? Yeah. He's, 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 song about he's campaigning. Lovely... Is he? Well, oh. I think a lot of people will find that they say they don't uh, and know anything about that music, but it turns out that everybody knows about it, and that's the kind of music I like from the second Tom, go round. Tom, please sing this the song. The fact that I was doing it, it uh, ten minutes before. Tom, Michael would like you to. Oh, here sing he is, Michael. Song. Where are you? Okay, Come on Tom, in. I'm begging. I'm begging you to sing this song about your are you, lovely Where are life. you? Are you there? Yes. Michael, I'm, I'm, in, yes. I'm, in the, I'm in the ether, Tom. Now, look. the ether. Yeah, uh, here's Tom. Sing this song about your lovely wife, a great Cole Porter ditty called "You're the Tops, You're the Coliseum." All kinds of uh, accolades for your wife. Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh... Oh, okay. What can I say? Okay. Getting, uh, getting back to Haggis, uh, we were in Sterling, Scotland. We went to a little bakery. He had Haggis. It was so delicious. I couldn't believe it. What, Haggis? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Have you tried it? <laughs> no. I have, and I have no <laughs> I intention of it. Oh, my gosh. I, I had to, okay. But another I thing do you not. Said, oh, you, I do not have to do I do not have to try I, I've said it a million times before I don't need to acquire the taste for anything that I don't already love there are already too many things that I love that I need to get rid of and so why stuff something else in there and haggis and pudding and all of those questionable sausage things from over there I don't think so yeah, I don't like the uh, blood pudding sausage myself, yes, but I, yes, try it. Yes. I, I tried it. But the uh, the haggis tasted uh, just like jambalaya. It was fabulous. Really? Huh. Yeah. All right. Well, it's the same maybe. Thing. It's, well, it's got the same texture, etc. But anyway, try it one day when you're in All Scotland. All right. And, okay. and you were talking about the lasagna being too loose. Well, that yes. reminded me, I, I have a cookbook by Toulouse-Lautrec. One of my I was about to artists. say, not Toulouse as in Toulouse-Lautrec. I'm talking yeah. about Toulouse. Go ahead. Yeah, I understand, but it still jogged my cerebellum. Yes. So anyway, um, uh, I had that. And then over the weekend, I made a caco vin uh, and I, uh, on Sunday, so I'm going to have that tonight. Uh, and letting it sit in the fridge for about a day is, is great. Mm. Okay, and that sounds. Do you good. like that? Yeah, I do. Okay, okay. now you you were talking about the breaded Caesars. The whole whole food for I think it's a dollar and a quarter has this perfectly baked Italian rustic bread. 
It's, mm-hmm. it's a circular, uh, like a, a little ball, and mm-hmm. uh, they'll slice it for you if you want. And it's like a dollar and a quarter. It is so good. I'm trying to think of the name of that. It's probably a boule, but um, yeah, boule. But there's well, another, boule. yeah, there's another they, name they, for it. Go ahead. Have you it, ever, Michael? Since you are a Paris rat, can you tell me if you've ever been to Poilen? How do you spell the that? very famous the very famous bakery in Paris P O I L L A N E. Well, no, I don't think so. Uh, okay. We just almost uh-huh. almost every every bakery or patisserie in Paris yeah. is good. So uh, yeah, it, it um, and uh, by the way, Hogshead Cheese, uh, uh, Terranova, they get the Terranova they used to before the COVID for sure at Zapato's like once a week. So you don't have oh, to go all right? the way to- Oh, okay, okay. And but the, but the best place was uh, a place I had a shopping center I owned before it got destroyed in Katrina, out in uh, uh, Miro, Louisiana, and it had what I thought was the greatest hogshead cheese ever made in the universe. It was really? called Tritlers. Have you ever tried that? I've heard of that. Yes, it's still around, isn't it? No, no. Uh, the, the the we got wiped out in the shopping center. It's a dance studio. No, I sold it. But uh, no, no, no. But I thought the place no, itself he, he had been around. Miss- he went to Mississippi, and I think he oh. uh, he retired a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Because uh, uh, I know that it was famous. I'm going to look oh, it up yeah. and see if anybody if anybody's doing it anywhere because it's supposed we, to be really extraordinarily one, good. We, we had a party one day, and uh, it was for people. A lot of people in a, in a club that we went. Uh, it's called Newcomers. A lot of people from out of town. So I brought the Hogshead Cheese from Kreitler's there. I did not tell them what it was because, again, with the acquired taste uh, thought process for many people, I knew they wouldn't taste it. And and when I gave it to them, they said, this is the most amazing thing I've ever had. And and then I said, you know, it's hogshead cheese, right? Oh, they all uh, uh, responded in horror. (laughs) <laughs> it, 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 it was the same thing i'm coming back from paris one, c- coming back from paris one day on the oh, plane i know Ugh. and yeah I, wait, what you know you've heard i've heard you tell this story uh, okay no <laughs> so thank lady, you go lady, ahead you can tell it for other people know, the lady was raving about a dish she had in paris didn't know the name and then she she gave it to me in french i said lady you know what that is? That's horse meat. And she, again, recoil and horror when, when she loved it before. So that's the whole yes. psychology of eating food. It is. And I, I have to say, I'm not, <clears throat> I am not um, so unusual. I think most people are like that. Right, right. Now you um, need to see, you need to see a, a Dr. Freud. He's great on helping you with uh, new foods. I don't. I don't need to see for you. Okay, so Tritler's is gone. Yes, yep. it is gone. They were in Picayune, and then and now they're gone. Right. Oh well, too bad. So we'll have to settle for for um, for Terra Nova, which is hardly settling. That is delicious stuff. Absolutely no, it's delicious. Good. It's stuff. good, but it, it, yeah. it's a big yeah. compared to Tritler's. That restaurant is still. Oh, that's too bad. There. Well, somebody ought to resurrect Tritler's. You ought to, they, Michael. They, yeah. Yeah, you know, like I tried to get could. a couple of places. Uh, first of all, I wanted to get the, the, my favorite Chinese place in the world, the Chinese Kitchen, which, by the way, is it came back. It was week after Katrina, but uh, the last few years it's been spectacular again. And I wanted to do Yugelsich. I wanted both. I asked both of them, "Can you move to Metairie? And I, I want to go in business with you." And they both said, "No, we're not moving." <laughs> 
said, I'm curious. Not, you got me not, curious about Euglicitches now. What? You have me curious about Euglicitches. Well, it's too late to be curious. Well, they didn't tear the building down, did they? Sorry? You said someone bought the building. I'm curious to oh, see what happens. Oh, they bought the building, but not as a restaurant, yeah. I don't think. Well, I don't know. But, Let's see. Yeah, I hope <laughs> Yugi came back. I love Yugi's. Well, I, uh, I'll be, well, I don't think they're going to come back, but I, no. I'm curious to see what does go there. Who, who a lot of work to be done, for he sure. Wrote, he wrote that song. He, he's got to include Yugi's in there. Uh, ain't there no more. Benny Grunch. Yeah, yeah. Put Yugi's in well, there. you know, you never know. Things might come back. You never okay, know. Okay, my closing anyway. comment is for Tom. Night and day, and you're the tops. Okay. <laughs> I'll okay, mention it. I've already done that. Thanks, Michael. Bye-bye. I want to mention the passing of Barbara Chafisi, which is uh, unfortunate. She was 77 and uh, died of coronavirus. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> that was Saturday. She is the family matriarch of the Dini's operation. And... Um, in, that is that is a big Haley's loss Boulevard. to the restaurant community. What? In, on Boulevard? No, not that Deanie's. This is the Deanie's uh, in Bucktown and in the French Quarter and also on Magazine. So under her uh, leadership, they expanded to two other locations. Uh, we know Mark Chafisi, who used to work at the radio station, so our condolences to the family for on the passing of Barbara Chafisi, Dini's. I also want to ask a question of people on the North Shore who um, we were talking about Caesars, which was before that or after that is now Sawanzdi, the Thai place. It was Caesars before that, and it was something before that that I remember fondly, and I'm trying to think of what it was. Was it Shahardi's? Did Shahardi's turn up in that location? It would have been, I think, right either before or after Katrina, but there was a restaurant there, and I really liked it, and I, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was briefly there <clears throat> before it became Caesar's. If you know the restaurant I'm talking about, give us a call. It's in the shopping center where Mandina's is, where Sawanzdi is now. And I would, uh, I would love to know what was there before Caesars. Before Caesars, that's what I want to know. What was there before Caesars? Yes. You would take all the way to the end of the connect with the cops and everything. Uh -huh. And then you would drop back down and come back down. What do you, K-A-B-A-I something. Yeah. All right, I want to mention something about WGSO. They are celebrating their 75th anniversary this year in March. They uh, would like to raise $75,000 in honor of their 75th anniversary. They have just been named a 501C by the IRS and would like to uh, <clears throat> would like you to donate as you do to PBS and those other um, broadcasts 
operations. They're running promo. <clears throat> we're running promos throughout the schedule to tell you about this. And if you would like to make a donation, go to the website, which is great. WGSO New Orleans. It's a brand new website. It looks fabulous. There'll be a place for you to donate there if you would like to do that. Congratulations to WGSO on their 75th anniversary. It's time for the news. Louisiana Radio Network, WGSO New Orleans. Brian Diaz here, host of the NOLA Drink Show. Join us every Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. right here on WGSO, 990 a.m., New Orleans, Louisiana. Implement a travel ban on most non-U.S. citizens from entering the country who have recently been in South Africa, Brazil, the United Kingdom, 26 countries in Europe, China, Iran, and Ireland. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki announced. This isn't the time to be lifting restrictions on international travel. And in light of the contagious variant, uh, B1351, South Africa has been added to the restricted list. Additionally, beginning tomorrow, international travelers to the United States must provide proof of a negative test within three days of travel. Donald Trump rescinded travel restrictions two days before his term ended. The White House will resume regular briefings on the coronavirus pandemic starting Wednesday. This is USA Radio News. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. The House is preparing to hand over an article of impeachment against former President Donald Trump to the Senate this evening. A number of Republican senators say they oppose an impeachment trial for inciting the January 6th siege of the U.S. Capitol. A letter to GOP senators urges them to consider the evidence before deciding how to vote. The letter signed by nine prominent Republican lawyers, including two former officials in the Trump administration. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says the trial will be a healing experience. Everyone wants to put this awful chapter in American history behind us, but sweeping it under the rug will not bring healing. The only way to bring healing is to actually have real accountability. Dominion Voting Systems is suing Rudy Giuliani for defamation. Dominion suing Trump's personal attorney for more than $1.3 billion in damages. Conservatives have blamed the company's machines for Trump's defeat. The suit alleges that Giuliani conspired to promote a false narrative about the election. This is USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. 
California has lifted stay-at-home orders across the state. Governor Gavin Newsom's office says the decision based on the number of ICU beds available. ICU capacity remains under 15 percent. Counties will move back to a tiered system. Some businesses like hair salons and restaurants can now reopen with restrictions. 3.1 million of the 25 million cases of COVID-19 in the U.S. are in the state of California, which has a population of 39 million. Top aides to President Biden have begun talks on a $1.9 trillion coronavirus relief package with senators on both. Overcast tonight, patches of fog, some scattered showers possible. Scattered too for the morning tomorrow. By midday Tuesday, overcast skies still mild. Becoming likely will be under a round or two at least of some shower or thunderstorm activity. Tuesday afternoon into Tuesday night, 70s tomorrow. By Wednesday, things are clearing out. We're back under sunshine and cooler for the afternoon behind the next cold front. 60s Wednesday, colder yet. 50s for the highs under sunny skies on Thursday. Rob Sanji, WGSO. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. with more of the food show another time to talk about the things that we talk about when we're eating around town in the main places of the city the ones that you invented or you read it in a book or all of these things we're looking for all those cavalry touches and also so we can save a buck or two is usually the way it goes over here it's all over here in the food show get in Hain Boulevard and take it all the way to the end if you wanted to on this one and of course you're making this happen but uh, right into Lake Pontchartrain if you're not careful yeah we don't want that so we don't uh, nothing worse for than sure a for sure we don't want that no five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to us we want to talk to you we are awaiting the call from Sarah Rieger who is uh, of T- Rieger's on the trace and I am checking to make sure. I told her to call at 3.05, so um, so that's probably, and I want to check to make sure I told her to call today, because usually if there's a mix-up, it's, you know, I don't have to look further than the mirror for that. Your words to eat by today, Tom, is from Irish law. It is illegal to give someone food in which has been found a dead mouse or weasel. Hmm. That would I send think me that's away. Yeah. a very good policy, I have to say. Don't you? Yeah. Uh, another one from Alex Levine, a collector and author of Irish wit and wisdom. Only Irish coffee provides in a single glass all four essential food groups. Alcohol, caffeine, sugar and fat do you like irish coffee tom hmm. you don't like irish coffee do you i love irish coffee but i, I is only fixed for a couple of different items and it's it not 
it's not crazy. We'll come up on it in a little bit later in the show. That yeah, I'm we'll told. talk about it. Yeah, because I, I know you're. I know you're not a big fan of it. Let's go to Sarah and Billy Rieger, who are joining us from the North Shore, where they have a charming little place called Rieger's on the Trace. Huh. Hi there. Hello. Yes, hello there. We were just talking about you. So, which one of you is Canadian? One of you is from here, and one of you is Canadian. Uh, my wife, Sarah, is Canadian. Okay, and you're from here? Yes, I grew up in, okay. in New Orleans area, um, in Metairie, and, um, you know, lived all over the city throughout my life. I love, I was telling my daughter that I love stories about people who go someplace, meet someone, and that person is not from where they came from, and one or the other of them stays or moves, or is that what happened with you all? Sort of, yeah. Um, I was living in Canada. Um, I had moved there to work for the Winter Olympics, and for my 30th birthday, but I'd moved from Houston because my dad had been transferred there. So I, uh, for my 30th birthday, I came to New Orleans with all of my friends, and I met Billy at a uh, crew de vue ball. And uh, it, changed, yeah, it changed the whole course of my life and where I was going to yeah, live and, and what we were going to do and everything. Everything changed. Well, now you're actually, you said from Houston. So did you live most of your life in Houston or most of your life in Canada at that point? Well, I moved to Houston when I was 11 for the first time. And then I moved back to Canada when I was 29. Okay. So I lived in Canada. Yeah. So I, like a lot of people that their dads are in oil and gas, there's a, a strong connection between Alberta and Texas. I see. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's what we moved. We moved quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That is a common story. Okay. So you met Billy here and then mm -hmm. Billy followed you back to Canada? Yeah. Eventually, yes. He and I, um, went, after the Olympics were over, I came back to the States um, for a little bit while I was looking for my next job and I a few months later got a job back in British Columbia and Billy and I had been dating for a short period of time and he yeah he made the decision that so many people from Louisiana uh, decide not to take which is to yeah leave. right um, it, it's very rare, and his friends were all aghast at this decision, but we lived, and we moved to a very, very remote place in British Columbia. We um, lived in Powell River, which you have to take two uh, boats to get to. Um, so it was an experience, but he, uh, and he couldn't work at the time, so he could just cook for me, and it was wonderful, actually. <laughs> Are you a chef by trade, or do you are you just uh, a self-taught great cook, Billy? Um, so, uh, you know, I, I worked um, many many years at Brighton's restaurant. So okay. Frank Brighton taught me everything I know. 
Okay, well, that's well, good. I'm that's a good good street cred, I would say for East sure. Uh huh. So, <laughs> were you working yeah, in a restaurant when you met? Were you? I mean, you met down here. So, were you working at Brightson's at that time? I was. Yep. Oh, I was. okay. I was working at Brightson's. Okay, and so then you just picked up everything, moved to Canada. And couldn't work, I guess, because of what you didn't you uh, immigration or any like exactly. that. Exactly, didn't have no the visa. proper proper no visa. Uh, work okay. work permits, right? Okay. Exactly. Okay. Um, and so we eventually. So you were just cooking for Sarah, and then you opened a place, though, right? We eventually opened a food truck, a New Orleans style food truck in British Columbia, um, a streetcar <laughs> named New Orleans. Oh my goodness! And and how uh, how you had it for like twelve years, didn't you? Or did you open a brick and mortar after the food truck? No, we only had the food truck for I think uh, three years, and then we decided okay. to move back down to New Orleans. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought that you lived in Canada and had a restaurant in Canada for twelve years. You did not. No, no we had no. we had our okay. food truck, and then. We um, were walking through. Um, we were walking through Chinatown one day, and Billy turned to me and told me that we were Southern people, and we <laughs> needed to come back to New Orleans. I was and homesick. <laughs> uh -huh. He must. He must have caught me at just the right time because I agreed, and then we promptly sold our truck, packed our things, and our two children, and came back to New Orleans on a search of for the perfect restaurant space um, to, yeah, for our first brick and mortar. Cause uh, as we said all the time, um, the food truck is a young person's game. There is a lot of schlepping involved in food trucking. So uh -huh. um, we wanted to have our four walls around us, but uh -huh. it did not turn out the way we thought for sure. Well, first of all, you what? are young people, aren't you? Well, we're 43. <laughs> we think we're very young. We're 43. You are our young. Kids, yeah, our little kids keep us feeling very young for yes. sure. Yes, that is something that you say when I had grandkids. That was the first thing I realized. Boy, this is a young person's game for sure. <laughs> so have you been Have you been in a restaurant in New Orleans? Because the, the timeline doesn't add up. So, So you were there for three years. You came back and you've been... Was this like just recently that you came back or did you have a place that you stopped before you opened Rieger's? Well, we came back in 2015 and we looked okay. for a year for a restaurant space. Uh -huh. And we, uh, after searching for the right space, because we there were so many compromises that we didn't want to make that the spaces that were available at the time would have uh -huh. sort of forced upon us. Mm -hmm. So, Billy, he um, he has his mechanical engineering degree from LSU. So he had to go and uh, work while, and we kind of put having a restaurant on the back burner. Mm -hmm. And so he went and taught advanced math at Brother Martin for a couple of years. And at the same time, we started building our house on the North Shore. And we were almost finished building it. Um, when we, I'm, when we came across this listing for, uh, this 
snowball stand with a kitchen that was for lease. Mm -hmm. And it was raining and it was like Easter Saturday and we came like running over here (laughs) to take a look at it. And we were like, oh my gosh, this space is so amazing. This kitchen is so huge. We'll take it. And then we, you know, as we were going through the lease process, we're like, oh my gosh, where's everybody going to sit? Like there's, there's no inside space. Slight afterthought, yes. Uh-huh. Like we were so excited that we forgot to look for a place to put tables. Um, so we okay. Took, so hold that uh, thought. Hold that thought because we have to take a break. But uh, it, it it turned out very well for you. I think it's an adorable place, and we're going to come back and talk to Sarah and Billy Rieger of Riegers on the Trace on the North Shore, and uh, we'll be back after these messages. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursdays, wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. You make me feel so young. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we have Sarah and Billy Rieger on the line with us, and they have a charming little place. Uh, It is tiny, I will say that, but it's very hip, and and I was shocked when I saw it the first time because I don't get down there very much, and it was this little snowball stand, and then all of a sudden, there was clearly a restaurant, but because of what it had been before i you know i didn't have any idea what to expect but the food is really good so uh that's why i I was curious about your origins so you came and you saw it you grabbed it and then what and then we started construction (laughs) uh we looked at the space and we uh we had the same contractor for our house that was in the process of being built and so we enclosed the porch and we, um, you know, prior to the limitations of COVID, uh, we can feed a hundred people actually. As, what? Um, I know. Yeah. Um, Where? It, it is quaint though. I know. I know. We have, well, we have the inside and the bar. We can do seating on the outside and then we have the, um, the outside, uh, like yard area. But that's our occupancy. Um, but then with COVID starting 10 weeks after we opened our doors, um, and then, the, when, you know, we were closed for, well, we were not able to have people come in for a while. And then now I think we're, uh, you know, we've got quite a few tables pushed up against the wall, like so many restaurants um, across the country. So. Yeah. Well, wait, so you must be having an anniversary. What's your opening day? 
It was January 2nd. Oh. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we, oh had, we had our one-year anniversary. And I will tell you, there were some moments that we did not feel like we were going to make it. So it was a, a real achievement to have made it through our first year and for it to have been a, a COVID year or the COVID year. Our community is spectacular, and they take they take you know they've taken us in like they've known us forever, and they um, really help you know keep the lights on for sure. Yeah, well, so um, what was some of the reaction that you got when people came in the first time? Because you know it had been just this dumpy little place that was a snowball stand, and then all of a sudden, I mean. It's it's actually kind of glamorous. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. Um, in, in an industrial I mean, sort of way, you know? Yeah, it's like, it, it, what really was amazing was very serendipitous that we would have put the um, garage door in. So there was previously a garage door, and we made it a glass garage door. And so during this year, we were able to open that up and still serve people and look like we were open. I think that was the hardest thing for so many restaurants is they were open, but they couldn't really show that they were open. So we, uh -huh. it was great that we had that. Um, but I think, you know, we, we still have people come buying, come, coming by asking if we have snowballs. Um, we <laughs> uh, partnered with uh, Creole Creamery to have eight flavors of their amazing ice cream. So we try to bring people over from the snowball to the ice, to the ice cream cone. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, we're still introducing ourselves to, you know, the people of Mandeville and Covington all the time. Mm -hmm. What are some of your top sellers? Um, I think our, uh, you know, our menu is a nice mix of the of the classics, the New Orleans and South Louisiana classics, uh, which are near and dear to my heart. You know, keeping those traditions alive. Um, but but it's it's also you know a, a family restaurant where a lot of uh, families with small children gather. So I think our po' boys do well. Um, we also serve our po' boys banh mi style. Um, you know, the the large Vietnamese community in our area kind of become part of the food culture as well. So we For sure, that. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's a hip thing. For you to have a poor boy that's really a banh mi, and I can't, I can't, I still, I'm never quite sure if it's banh mi or banh min. <laughs> I mean, um, it's, it, you know, for you yeah. to have that as your poor boy style, I mean, that's hip. You know, it is. It, it definitely is. So, um, and, and, you know, after so many years of having it dressed, you know, lettuce, tomato, pickles. It's yeah. nice to, to be able to change it up every now and again, you know? Well, that's a delicious sandwich. I mean, the Vietnamese poor boy is a delicious sandwich. And uh, it, it's uh, it's got those pickled flavors that really, really perk it up. So there's no, there's no disputing how it tastes, for sure. Yeah. So what else do you have on there that people really like? Um, people really like our burger. They love our chicken. We have a fried chicken sandwich. Um, and then we also have a couple of salads that, uh, that, that seem to be, um, a hit as well. We've had the burger, salad. which is, is really delish. Uh, I like your little, your little fries. They're unusual. Why did you use, why did you do those? So, that way? I, you know, I wanted, I wanted to, you know, serve fresh cut fries. Thank um, you. and 
instead of instead of doing a two part blanch in the oil, um, I par cook the I cube the potatoes and then par cook them in, in salted water. So they're pretty much ready to eat um, um, after we blanch them, and then we just drop them in coconut oil um, to crisp them up, and they really really get crispy. Um, they're really good. You know, after they're very good after they've let out a lot of the starch. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's really, you know, I mean, you know, you've been in the, the fancier restaurants, so it's peculiar. I mean, we're fresh cut fry fanatics, you know, so when I see hmm. when I see a restaurant that is a really a first class restaurant and they're not serving fresh cut fries, I'm puzzled by that, although I know how difficult it is to do fresh cut fries the, the regular way. Um, but it is like, it's a mark of doing something an extra step, I think, which, which kind of separates, you know, the, the really, really serious gourmet thinkers from the others, I think. And it, it's, it, it's always like a, for us anyway, it's like a big check, you know, this hmm. place is yeah. doing it. They're, yeah, they're you know, I, I just feel anytime you can make something from scratch, um, it's it's always a, a better thing. Yeah, well, they're cute too. I have to say, you know, it's like I really, uh, I really think they're different, and um, they're certainly as tasty as a regular fry. But they make a statement that nobody else is making, and and so kudos to you on that. We had the well, chili you, once. Enjoy. We had the chili in there, and um, it reminded me of my mom's chili, and I, I really <laughs> liked it. <clears throat> and my mom, that's not really all that much of a compliment, I want to warn you, because my mom was not that much of a cook. <laughs> but but she didn't, she didn't make chili with all the extra stuff in it. And I like beans, but I also like just a straight ahead ground meat chili and it was really really good and, and and i don't want to connect it too much to my mom but it was really good and uh, i like the way you served it i like the cornbread and it was really it was a pleasant surprise i don't find chili that often and when i do i want to get it and i really liked mm. yours oh great thank you so much but, I really, I really. Um, yeah, do. I think we just ran out of the special a few weeks ago. I'll have to, I'll have to bring it back again for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, what is, what are some of your other specials that have been well received? And do you have any plans to get really? Okay, because of the kids, I guess you have the the breakfast lunch hours. So there's no plan to to go into like more dinner style things. Well, you know, when we originally opened, we were open for lunch and dinner. And then, you know, however many, a few weeks later that the shutdown for COVID hit, we had to, as everyone says nowadays, we had to pivot, right? Mm -hmm. um, staffing issues, all the issues that, that arose from, from that. So we decided to change our hours to lunch, uh, breakfast and lunch. And that mm -hmm. seems to be working well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I I do have plans to maybe do some dinners to to kind of scratch that itch, you know, um, down the line. Yeah, I would maybe, imagine you know, from coming can... from your background, you would want to do that at some point, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we do. We do want to do that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, Tell us... yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Tell us about breakfast. We've not been for breakfast. 
Are you doing anything really cool for breakfast? So, so yeah, we have, we do, um, you know, all the traditional, you know, the, the breakfast platter with eggs and breakfast meats, and we do our brabant potatoes uh, with those grits. But then we also have um, rice kala, um a couple oh, of ways really? on our breakfast menu. We, we do them kind of coated in powdered sugar with some berries, or we also serve them um, like Chef Paul Perdome did, um, eggs basin street so some red beans with some some rice kala and some eggs over the top um okay and then we're gonna have to go down in there and get some kala they have kala at breakfast oh let's get some yeah and uh my my jacket and uh tom sort of comes and goes he's going right now so go ahead (laughs) yeah and and with sarah being from from houston um land of the 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 taco and, and breakfast taco, we decided to add brec- uh, some breakfast tacos to our menu as well. And then we have a couple kind of with a New Orleans slant. You know, I use my roast beef from the po' boys in a breakfast taco. And then also, um, you know, red beans, eggs, and, and potatoes, tacos. Um, and those those seem to be um, well-received. People like <laughs> breakfast tacos, yeah. Very hearty, yeah. I would say. Well, we're definitely going to have to come down there. What are your hours? But we're going to let you go in a minute. But what are your hours before you go? So we're open uh, Tuesday through Saturday. Um, the kitchen's open eight to two, and then we stay open till four, serving ice cream. Okay. Oh, that's good. That's pretty. That's well. It's it's only a few short steps away before dinner. Dinner starts at five, especially on the North Shore. So we will stay tuned for that. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for being with us. Really appreciate it. This is Sarah and Billy Rieger from Rieger's on the Trace. Do you have any plans uh, or or any ability to actually expand at some point? Is is that the the end of your property line or or is there room to grow? Well, I think, you know, we have the indoor seating. I think there's plenty of room to grow outdoors. And then there's a back half of the building, but, you know, um, we don't have that in our lease, but you never know. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Well, it's cute enough for sure, and it's uh, it's good. It's it's a really good place, and I uh, I'm I was pleasantly surprised at, at how – wonderful the food was from the little place that was just the snowball stand so thanks for being with us and uh we'll see you soon thank you bye all right uh we'll be back after the bottom of the hour news from louisiana radio network louisiana radio network i'm matt doyle lsu will be well represented at super bowl 55 six former tigers are playing three on each the chiefs and buccaneers one of them is lsu star running back leonard Fournette. Fournette had been a big piece of the puzzle that's landed Bucks QB Tom Brady in his 10th Super Bowl. The New Orleans native is appreciative of the opportunity he's had. I'm just thankful for my journey, uh, this lesson, whatever the case may, may be. You know, uh, hopefully whatever was out there on my name, hopefully it's changed. And four young teenage girls are under arrest after a 15-year-old girl was stabbed to death inside a Lake Charles Walmart Saturday night. Calcutchew Parish Sheriff Tony Mancuso says details are limited at this time, but it appears this was related to a social media fight. There appeared to be no remorse. It was very cold to see 12, 13, 14, and 15-year-olds 
acting this way. And we as a society can't tolerate it. One of those arrested was charged with second-degree murder while the rest are facing principal. LRN. Tiger Rag. Can everyone hear me okay? Can everyone listen up? We don't want anyone to panic, okay? But there has been a COVID exposure here at the school. But that's not getting in the way of your 2019 National Championship Tigers. Football season is fast. Tiger Rag. Hungry for LSU sports news? I am starving. I just worked up a man-sized appetite. Tiger Rag Magazine is ready to serve. Here we go. Awesome. Tiger Rag. Tiger Rag is the Bible of LSU sports. All right, huddle up. Bring it in. Tiger Rag Magazine. Football, basketball, baseball, gymnastics, and so much more. Tiger Rag. Tiger Rag. Tiger Rag editor Ron Higgins and Tiger Rag assistant editor William Weathers cover all things LSU sports and interview some of the best guests in the biz. I think we are on estimating. Celebrating your 2019 National Championship Tigers. Tiger Rag Magazine on newsstands and online at TigerRag.com. Tiger Rag. AOS Interior Environments are the largest design assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter, and that's why they partnered with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge January 28th, Leo Nogentelli and George Porter Jr.'s Mardi Gras Show. February 5th, George Porter Jr. and February 12th, Soul Project. For more info on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com. AOS Interior Environments, where good design is good business. Find them on the web at thinkaos.com I get misty just holding your hand Yes indeed, who doesn't get misty holding hands especially now, the weather's kind of warm it's a little misty anyway 5569696 is the number if you want to talk to us we want to talk about food that was Sarah and Billy Rieger a cute little couple on the North Shore in this little adorable place very stylish and uh, really, really good food there it's called Rieger's on the Trace. I am still looking for someone to tell me the name of the the name of the uh, restaurant that was in the space that is now Sawazdi before Caesars. We had dinner at Caesars on Saturday night, first time in four years. Let's go to Ron, the gourmet waiter. <clears throat> the gourmet pizza maker. Uh oh, making some pizza. Yeah. Good you know, stuff. I was just talking to Henry, and I told him that it came out so good this weekend that I'm making more tonight. So I'm on my way home from the store, and I have a five-pound bag of white lily flour. The light flour is what they call themselves. I like white lily. It's very soft. I don't know. Is that I, is that uh, softer than your double – what is it, double O? What is, what is uh, that? The double O is refined differently, and I believe they take more of that hard exterior off of the grain, and I think that uh -huh. that's why it's uh, it's uh, softer. So uh, white uh -huh. lily, uh, I've used it many times with pizza. I, I put white lily in the middle. I'd say double O is better, and then white uh -huh. lilies in the middle, and then your standard run-of-the-mill flour is uh, pretty good. 
that's all I used this weekend. I used, I think it was like Best Choice or something. It was uh-huh. not an expensive flour, but it came out really good. There's a trick to uh, pizza dough. It's it's super easy. I do it in a big mm-hmm. freezer bag. I'm going to get like a gallon freezer bag, and I'll get the little powdered yeast and get your warm water going. And I use about, I'd say, 10 ounces of warm water and probably one big tablespoon of yeast. And just stir that together and come back in about 15 minutes, and you're going to have like a, a foaminess on top. And that lets you know that, uh, yeah, that's ready. I dump that right in the bag, and then I dump probably, I'd say, a pound, maybe a pound and a quarter of flour in the bag. And just close the bag with the Ziploc, and then just start mushing everything around. And then uh, I open it up just a tiny bit on the edge, okay, just a little bit. And then just put it somewhere and come back in about an hour and it's going to have doubled in size. So what I do is I cut about, I take about half of that out to make my pizza and the other half of that, zip lock it closed and throw it in the refrigerator. And then when you come back the next day, um, just take that out, put that on the counter for an hour and now you're ready to go. But you'll find that tomorrow's flour is even softer than today's. And that has something to do with the fermentation process of flour and yeast. Mm. Comes out really good. Well, Another trick is you can wash that all that griminess on your hands when you're making it. Wash your hands with flour. It works. Just put some flour all over your hands and rub them together, and all that stuff will come right off. <laughs> I like that idea. It's a trick. It's called washing your hands with flour, and it's what the pros do. So then, of course, you've done Marianne's mise en place right ahead of time, which means you've cut everything up ahead of time. So all you have to do is roll this thing out on a, a, a greased, uh, sheet pan uh, with a little flour and put to you know, roll it out and then put your dough on. I mean, put your your toppings on. And I've been going a four hundred and twenty five degree oven. I do about eleven twelve minutes. All I have to say is, anyone who does Marianne's mise en place has a mess on their hands. They're screwed. Marianne does not do <laughs> mise en place. <laughs> It's the trick because when you when you roll this thing out, you want to be ready, and you don't want to have to cut all those uh, all those vegetables up. That's what you do when you're waiting the hour or two for the uh, for the no, it, to do a it, trick. It's always good to do a mise en place for sure. But I'm just saying that's not something I do. I, it's something I should do. It's something everybody should do. But uh, it's it's I don't know it just requires organizational abilities and I just don't seem to have those. But anyway, what kind of did you did, what kind of meats did you have on or was it are they were they vegetarian? I did two. Uh, one of them was the traditional Italian, and I used a hot Italian sausage. I uh, cut that open, the casing open, and I took some of it out and put that in my red gravy, which I used uh, as the the first uh, layer. And then uh, I took the other half of that and uh, put it in the oven and cooked it and then sliced that. So I used that in the gravy. Also, one of the toppings with uh, the onion, garlic, bell pepper was that. And then the other pizza, I made a steak pizza. So I made a, uh, uh, I made a, it's an Espanol sauce. Uh, I made a thick beef stock and tomato sauce. Anyway, uh, I put some mushrooms and I had some, uh, some steak. So I sliced the steak up into thin pieces, used a little bit of ground beef since I didn't have as much meat as I wanted, and then just uh, put that in there. So it was a brown, beefy sauce with mushrooms and steak and ground beef. It was fantastic. 
It's hard to beat pizza. If I had to live with just one thing the rest of my life, I wouldn't have to think twice about it. It would be pizza. It's got everything. It's got your it's got your bread, it's got your sauce, it's got vegetables, meats, cheese. I mean, it's a complete meal. And if it's it good, great. it's like, you know, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I like greasy pizza. Just make a uh, just make a little pizza and then just Put it like as if it was getting ready to go into the oven, but instead of putting it in the oven, fold it in half on top of each other. So now you have a calzone. Take your fork and crimp it down on the curved edge and then throw more toppings on top and more cheese on top and then put that in the oven. And now you've got a calzone that you can serve with sauce in your pizza. The other thing I did, which was crazy, and it was better than the pizza, I had some leftover meatballs and spaghetti. So I was looking at everything. I, I went ahead and got a little egg wash going with some breadcrumb and some flour. And I took the leftover meatballs and spaghetti. I took an ice cream scoop. I scooped it out of the bowl. I put that right into the flour. I made a ball out of it. And then I put it in the egg wash. And then I put it back in the flour. So it was kind of like a um, arancini, but it was meatballs and spaghetti deep fried with even more sauce and more cheese on top. <laughs> Okay, you're getting a little carried away there, Ron, I'd say. It was really good. I was watching a show from Italy, and this guy has a very successful pizzeria, and that's the kind of stuff he does. Anyway, great show as always. I'm going to send you all the pictures when I get home. Okay, all right, take care. 556-9696 is the number if you want to talk to us. We'd love to talk to you. We're talking about food. That's all we do here. It's all Tom's been doing for almost 33 years, me for a little bit less than that, just about two. But uh, we don't ever tire of talking about food. Well, we're just completely, we're moved with all yeah. the thing and fine. In this city, that's all we uh, think about, and that's all we do. And the only thing I can think of is that I need to shop my shoes a little bit better. <laughs> the, the, the fact that so many restaurants are in this city and so few restaurants have gone under even with what has happened in the last year is a testament to how much eating the people in this city do and apparently love to do with no limits. It's uh, it's impressive. That's all I can say. Five five six nine six nine six. We're here to talk to you. If you would like to talk to us, I am still looking for someone to identify that restaurant that we that was in the space in man in the Mandina Shopping Center on the North Shore that is now Sawazdi. Two restaurants back. Swazdi followed Caesars, and Caesars followed what? I don't remember. I kind of almost want to say Shahardi's, but I'm not sure. No, I remember that. That's one. Yeah, what was? Was it Shahardi's in that, that space? Yeah, but was that Shahardi's in that space before Caesars? It was not the same Shartina as. Uh, I I uh, I know that he moved, and I'm kind of feel like it might have been that but i'm not a little, uh, sure eligible property uh, i'm not point. sure all right so today in 1870 gustavo dow dow's patented a soda fountain that became the standard 
for drugstore soda counters. The works involved a tank that combined carbon dioxide with water. The soda water then went under its own pressure into an ornate double spigot that would add bubbly water slowly or in a thin, forceful stream. You know, when we lived in your apartment in Mid-City, there was a house, and this so explains Mid-City pre-Katrina, um, there was a house that, as it turned out, literally fell over that was next door. But after it fell over, we saw a bunch of old soda fountain bottles, which I think we still have here somewhere. They're very cool, and they're very thick glass, and we never did use them for anything. We just got them and cleaned them up, and they're here, but they're, they're um, something that I always kind of wanted to do something with, but we never did. I mean, I don't know what you would do with an old soda fountain bottle unless you had a soda fountain, which, of course, we don't. 5569696 is the number. If you want to talk to us, I want to tell you before we go to a break about Norjo. This is a charming emporium on Metairie Road, where Metairie Road meets the railroad tracks. It's 505 Frisco Avenue. This is where you're going to find premium olive oils, like the ones we were talking about earlier today that that we use for dipping the bread from Caesars. But these are olive oils that are imported from Italy. They're extra delicious. Uh, you have to get really good olive oil to make your Italian food pop. And you can get that at Norjo. They also have things like dried figs from Italy or pasta from an Italian manufacturer that you won't see anyplace else. A lot of really cool, eclectic, individual items. If you go to Norjo, you will see them there. If you haven't been in a long time, go. You're overdue. It's a very different place from when Norma and Joe started it many years ago. Mark Steubenville, who owns it now, has a lot of cool ideas not the least of which are his is his cheese wheel. Friday afternoons, you can go in there and get fresh pasta right there and take it to go. They also have the best muffalata in town and an impossibly delicious sandwich that's a pressed panini called the Lindy. That's Norjo Imports, 505 Frisco Avenue. The phone number is 833-9240, Norjo Imports. And we'll be back. Parish Coffee is a small-batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to parish. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville. 
985-845-2348. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. Yes, indeed. Well, Tom, you do not have to dance, but you Mm. do have to talk on the radio because that is what we're doing here. We're talking about food as we have for, well, you have for 33 years. I want to also mention that Antoine's is still Antoine's. It is the classic, quintessential New Orleans Grand Dame. All of the Grand Dames have a personality. Antoine's is... I wouldn't say it's the original. It's not the oldest, is it, Tom? It's, it's not. Is what? The is restaurant? Antoine's the oldest? Is Antoine's the oldest? It is. It Wait, is, it yeah. is the restaurant. It is the original. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What am I saying? It's 180 years old. Antoine's. Go experience it if you have not, and you can do it at such an affordable price. Their lunch special is $21. Three courses. They can pair wines for an extra $15. Bottomless mimosas or sparkling wine or rosé for an extra $15 if you want to go sample what Antoine's has to offer. Hermes Bar is totally different but goes with the building. It's a very cool place. The Hermes Bar is open from Friday through Sunday from 11 to close. The happy hour is back at Antoine's, 11 to 6 every day. $6 cocktails, $5 bistro bites, and these are not these are not chinchy little tastes. This is seriously an opportunity to try some of the things that they have there. That's Antoine's, 581-4422. They are located at 713 St. Louis. And that's not to say you can't go and just have a fabulous dinner at Antoine's. They have an extensive menu of the Creole classics there. Antoine's. I also want to mention that if you are looking for a grill, I forgot to tag that, that spot a while back. Basil's Ace Hardware is the grilling headquarters. Go see the new Weber Smoke Fire Pellet Grill. It can take your food up to 600 degrees if you really want to sear it, or you can go low and slow. It's a great new grill with advanced technology, the Weber Smoke Fire Pellet Grill at Basil's Ace Hardware. 5569696 is the number. I stand corrected, although I'm still looking for what I was looking for before. Someone called and said that Caesars was not in the space that was that Sawazdi. That's true. It is Caesars was in the smaller space that is now the military store. But Sawazdi was something else. It was Vincent's. And there was something before Vincent's. Vincent's was briefly over here. So um, if you know what that was before Vincent's, which was before Sawazdi, please uh, give me a call because it's, it's going to drive me crazy. 5569696. I'm looking through your almanac, Tom. I think we are just about done with it, though. Well, there will always be another nope. day. Music to Dine by, two Italian operas composed by two men whose names are famous in the restaurant world, both premiered on this date 17 years apart. The first, 
La Cenerentola Cenerentola was written by Giacomo Rossini and opened in Rome in 1817. Rossini not only gave his name to the still popular dish Tornado Rossini, but actually invented it. He was quite a cook and a gourmet. The second opera was by Vincenzo Bellini, I Puritani. It opened today in, on this date in 1835. The Bellini cocktail, champagne, orange juice, and peach nectar is probably not named after the composer, though some sources say it was. Why wouldn't it be? That seems logical, Tom, that the Bellini would have been named for the composer. I say that again. Oh, you say that the real namesake is the painter Giuseppe Bellini. Okay. All right, that makes the sense. Giuseppe? Giuseppe. What's that? I've never heard of that before. Well, it sounds like it could be uh, Oh, are you talking about the restaurant? I am, yeah. yes. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Cucina what? We had somebody call up and say it was Cucina Med, as in Mediterranean. I don't, I don't know who put that out. Gosh, I... I don't remember that at all. Henry's talking to me. People are calling in for that restaurant, but I don't think that's it. Um, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna, to, you know what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to ask Caesar. I have to go get his bread and ask him about that building because obviously I am confused on things. Anybody been to Mandina's lately on the North Shore or South Shore? I think they're very different. On the North Shore, we go. I think the one on the North Shore is actually much better than the one on the South Shore. That's pretty well true. I think that's true. It's yeah. Sometimes uh, the one on the North Shore kind of just. Cool. It's in a weird. It's in a weird building. It's very unlike the one on the South Shore. They only share the name, but and they do share the same menu because the menu is, you know, Mandina's has a a distinctive menu both in size, in selection, and overall look of the menu. And um, it is absolutely um, very distinctly Mandina's. And the place that the Mandina's is on the North Shore could not be any farther in vibe from the one on the South Shore, which is quintessentially New Orleans kind of, I won't say grunge, but it's definitely got that Nolan's Dolan look to it. And the one over here is, um, it's kind of got a soaring look to it. It's concrete, it's much more modern, and it's kind of funny um, to think that that's Mandina's. And then you get the menu and you realize it's definitely Mandina's. I have another edible dictionary word before we before we end up the show. Also brought to you by Dorignax, one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time. According to Food & Wine magazine, the edible dictionary word is stone crab. I like stone crab claws. I don't know if I've ever had a stone crab, but the crab claws are like, I guess that's Joe's stone crab. There's a place in Miami that I've never been and I wish I had gone when I was there, but they serve 
stone crabs, Joe's stone crabs. And it's incredibly pricey. And the crab claws are really pricey all by themselves. I wonder if those are the crab claws that Pat Gallagher serves because they're very distinctive. I doubt it. He's, he is so deep into... Well, he's local for sure, but his he's got a crab claw and there are six of them and they're very distinctly looking like stone crab claws. Anyway, stone crab is a large crab with almost a square body. Stone crabs are well-named. Their shell is thick and hard. That's true even for the claws, which are the parts of the crab that are eaten. The shell on the claw, when broken, can be so sharp that if an eater isn't careful, he can cut his fingers rather badly. You said as you have. Tom, did you cut your fingers on a stone crab? Huh? You cut your finger on a stone crab? I don't know if I cut it on a stone crab, but I feel like I might have cut it on this uh, is <laughs> on the other side. Found along the Gulf of Mexico coastline, stone crabs are mostly commonly found in Florida, where they are widely served in restaurants. They are expensive but large. A single claw can weigh six ounces or more. They're usually steamed and served cold with a mayo-like dipping sauce. The flavor of the meat is distinctly sweet. The method of harvest is interesting. The crabs are pulled from the bottom, where they eat oysters, among other things, and one claw is removed. The crab is put back into the water where the claw will grow back. Stone crabs are fished a bit in Louisiana, but they don't make it to market much. One more truth that must be told. Stone crab claws in restaurants can be very, very expensive, which is why we don't see them very often here seems kind of sad that they take the the crab up and they yank one of its claws off and then yeah. put it back I, I don't know i don't i didn't know that I, and i don't know i didn't realize that stone crabs were not eaten like the whole body of them mm, that like only them the claw I, I, have you ever eaten like an actual um, body of a stone crab does anybody the, ever eat those they start in the atlantic coast and they go all the way across you have Pacific. to look into that a little there's, bit there's not there's nothing in there that I've ever found good. I don't know. The claws are pretty good, I think. All right, that's it for that's okay. That is it for the show. I want to mention that if you have missed any part of the show and would like to catch it, you can do that on our website, nomenu.com. That's N-O-M-E-N-U.com. Go to the food show. And they should be up to date, Henry. So when Henry sends it to me, I'm, I'm up to date now, 100% up to date. So I'm going to put that one up tonight and we'll, be, we'll stay up to date. If you would like to tell your friend about the show, and I hope you would, because I think they would like the show. I mean, it's not, it's not profound in any way. It's nothing of great import, but it is a nice distraction from everything else that's out there. And uh, we just have fun talking about food. We have uh, we specialize in general things about food rather than you know where you can eat. Although we can do that as well. You can have your friend download the Simple Radio app. It is free. Type in nine ninety New Orleans and voila! From any place you can listen to the food show. If you go to nomenu.com, you will find. 
Tom's vintage pieces from his 50-year body of work. You will find the diary from our dining that we have at, at well, twice a week there. And uh, things to do around town, specials, places that have opened. You find recipes, like 400 some odd of them. And uh, let's see, what else is there? I think that's about it, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's nomenu.com. You can also sign up for the newsletter, which comes out twice a week, and a lot of that stuff will be delivered straight to your inbox. We have Instagram, at the New Orleans menu. We would love for you to follow us there. A lot of pretty pictures. Our daughter does a good job with that. I have my own podcast, Emmy the Story Lady, where I read children's tales, classic children's tales, like Grimm's Fairy Tales to kids, kind of like old radio. Last but not least, we have um, Tim McNally, who is coming up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show. I don't know that we're get, we have, well, the only guest we have this week so far is uh, Nicole on Thursday. That's it for us, WGSO New Orleans. Time for Louisiana Radio Network News. This is Alex Jones. Listen to me on WGSO 990 AM, the only locally owned independent news talk station in New Orleans. For today in the Oval Office. They went all qualified Americans to serve their country in uniform and uh, essentially uh, uh, re 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 restoring the situation that existed before with transgender personnel, if qualified in every other way, can serve government in the United States military. The executive order reverts to policy enacted during the Obama administration and overturns the ban ordered by President Donald Trump during his first year in office. A major winter storm is blasting the Midwest with some places seeing over a foot of snow. The National Weather Service says it could stretch from central Kansas, northeast to Chicago and southern Michigan. Also flash flood watches in the San Francisco Bay Area. This is USA Radio News. As Joe Biden becomes America's 46th president, so much is happening in Washington. And millions of Americans are turning to Newsmax, a news source they can trust. Newsmax is already America's fastest-growing cable news channel. And Newsmax.com is your place for breaking news online. So download the Newsmax app now on your smartphone and start watching Newsmax TV for free. The app has no people and gives real news you can trust. Watch great shows with Greg Kelly, Grant Stinchfield, Dick Morris, Michelle Malkin, Diamond and Silk, Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, Sean Spicer, and a lot more. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If you don't have Max on cable, call your operator and tell them you want Newsmax. You can always switch to a new service that has Newsmax. So watch Newsmax for free on Roku, YouTube, Apple TV, Zivo Plus, Pluto, and smart TVs like Samsung and LG. Tune in today because Newsmax is real news for real people. The House is preparing to hand over an article of impeachment against former President Donald Trump to the Senate this evening. A number of Republican senators say they oppose an impeachment trial for inciting the January 6th siege of the U.S. Capitol. A letter to GOP senators urges them to consider the evidence before deciding how to vote. The letter signed by nine prominent Republican lawyers, including two former officials in the Trump administration. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says the trial will be a healing experience. Everyone wants to put this awful chapter in American history behind us, but sweeping it under the rug will not bring healing. The only way to bring healing is to actually have real accountability. Dominion Voting Systems is suing Rudy Giuliani for defamation. Dominion suing Trump's personal attorney 
for more than $1.3 billion in damages. Conservatives have blamed the company's machines for Trump's defeat. The suit alleges that Giuliani conspired to promote a false narrative about the election. This is USA Radio News. N.A. James Funeral Home in Hammond salutes our area health care providers, first responders, and EMTs serving on the front lines of COVID-19. Thank you for showing up daily in the face of fear and fighting for the health of our loved ones. Thank you for risking your lives. This message has been courtesy of your good friends at N.A. James Funeral Home at 407 Noah A. James Drive in Hammond. They are always working hard to keep our community moving